You're listening to Anything About Nothing, the podcast where we talk about anything and know pretty much nothing. My sing song. This is Michelle Advice Buffet. You take what you want, leave what you don't. What? A whole bunch of stuff has happened with me, so we need to talk about it. That is correct. This is serious. I said not the three musketeers. Are you kidding me? Assertion. (laughs) I have Michelle's shit water on me. Captain Morgan on the toilet all the way. Okay, rest in peace, headphone users. Make it special. Welcome back to our podcast with your hosts, Tommy, he, him, his. And Michelle, she, her, hers. Okay, all about the shoulders today, I guess. We're doing a shoulder dance today. Everyone, Michelle and I have great news. Yes. Bring on... A hot girl summer. We are vaxxed and waxed. Yes. Well, I'm not waxed, but I am vaxxed. <laughs> My armpits are waxed, so I'm counting it. it. But anyways, tell us about your uh, vaccine experience. Yes. I was told that the side effects may not like kick in until like 12 hours after I got the shot. True. I got my shot at 10 a.m., was feeling great the whole day, and then I was just laying on my couch watching a movie, and at 10 p.m., I was like, wait, what is my tummy feeling? What is going on? Your stomach? Yeah, I got nauseous, and I had been drinking like coconut water and water all day and just trying to hydrate myself, Um, and... Then I went to bed thinking I would be fine, and it was not. I woke up like every hour in the night, extremely thirsty, um, and like very hot or very cold. It was very difficult to like regulate my temperature. As the night went on, I would wake up and I had like a lot of pressure in my sinuses. That was very painful, and I had a bad headache. Um. But then I took ibuprofen, which I've learned I wasn't supposed to do, but... Why not? I don't know. Someone today told me that she she got her vaccine and did not have any side effects. And she said that um, when she was with the nurse getting the shot, she told the nurse, oh, well, if I just like start to feel bad, I'll just take some ibuprofen or Advil or something. And the nurse said, no, only Tylenol. Oh. And so she has been taking Tylenol and been feeling great. So... Interesting. Hmm. And she like preemptively took Tylenol before getting the shot too. Hmm. So maybe that was my mistake. What what happened with you? Um, I got my second shot the day after you. And I was feeling fine even when I woke up Saturday morning. So I got it Friday. Sorry, clarification. When I woke up the next morning, I was feeling fine. And then all of a sudden it hit me. And it really just felt like I had the flu. Um, but I was sick for eight eight hours. Eight maybe? hours? Yeah. Not horrible. But it wasn't through the night. It was like when you woke up that it, that it got you? No, like, it, it wasn't wake up when in the I middle woke up. Oh, oh. I felt fine for hours after I was awake. Weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It really, the best way to describe it is it just felt like the flu. Like I was 
like cold sweats, feverish, like exhausted. I felt like my neck felt as if I was an infant, like it had no strength in it and I couldn't oh. move my head. Felt like I had a baby neck. That's weird. Felt really heavy and I was like groaning a lot every time I rolled over and yeah, I don't know. It was wild. Well, I'm ready for, um, I know the summer's not really going to be hot girl summer. I'm thinking like next year, 2022, I have a thing for even numbers. Um, two is my favorite number. So I'm feeling pretty good about next year being my year. But honestly, it kind of feels like this is coming to a close. Um, we have our vaccines and we're still doing the things and being responsible. And I haven't um, experienced COVID in my, under my roof. So I'm going to count that as a win. Although we have experienced the effects of COVID um, mm -hmm. in other aspects, we have not actually gotten sick with COVID. So I'm calling that kind of a win. Yeah. Good job. So today's Michelle's Misfortune. Michelle's Misfortunes. Yeah. Michelle's Misfortune. Um, this one is like really been irking me. Um, I think because of the panorama and everyone doing things on their house. This one really came to fruition um, and became very prevalent in my life. But one of my biggest issues is when people say, oh, we did this, but really you did not do that. You paid someone else to do it. For example, because you're looking at me confused. Yeah, I'm a little um, confused. Because you're a lot younger than me. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yes. I, I don't own my own house. I haven't owned. Well, yeah, you had the, that was your house last one. Just kidding. I was like, were you renting it? No, it was yours. Sorry. Two houses. Honey. Moving on. Um, so people say, oh, I renovated the bathroom when they paid someone to do all the things for them. No, you didn't renovate it. You paid someone to renovate it. You had it renovated. You're saying that incorrectly. And it's making it saying. sound like you're much handier than you are when really you just have a nice pocketbook. No shame. That's fine. I support you. That's great. I wish we could pay someone to do all the things for us. Or like when people say, I renovated, when really they just like painted Oh, <laughs> yeah, not, not, not the same. That's bizarre to me. You should see so, the work that Michelle's doing on this house. <laughs> well, Michelle and Jonathan. Yeah, not me. I don't yeah. do it. Mainly Jonathan. <laughs> Only Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that just drives me absolutely nuts. Do you think it de devalues the work that you see Jonathan do? Oh, 100%. Because when I say, oh, we built a fence. People are like, oh, who built your fence? I just told you who built the fence. We built the fence. Right. And they're like, oh, wait, you did it yourself? Is that not what I just said? <laughs> True. I just, I genuinely get confused by this. And I know it's because people are saying this wrong. Say we had a fence built. 
that tells you we didn't do it, correct? That is correct. Phrasing so, is everything. Right. I just, I don't know. I think it's rude. I think it's slanderous. Give the person who actually did the work the recognition that they deserve because this shit's hard. Yeah. I remember watching those videos of Jonathan building the fence and that looked horrible. I mean, usually I don't hear this like when people say, oh, I, I got my hair done. Not like I did my hair. People don't usually, right. if they go in, to a salon and get their hair cut, they don't usually say, I cut my hair. They say, I got my hair done or something. Yeah. You know I what I mean? I got my hairs cut. Everyone's like, it has to be plural. Was that not a thing when you were in high school? No, because I only have one hair. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <But that's, laughs> maybe I should have made it a counter joke to these people trying to catch me in my lies. Right. So anyways, if you were someone that says that shit, I wish I could punch you because that is so annoying. <laughs> well, we'll learn from this. Um, I bet no one does, but that's okay. Michelle's misfortunes. Yeah. Okay. So done with that. Let's talk about I don't know if anyone actually likes these relationship episodes, but I do. <laughs> I think people like them because everyone needs help in their relationships. So today we are talking about breaking up. Yeek. I don't think I can help on this one, but I'm interested. What, you've never broken up with someone or been broken up with? You've never ended a relationship? Define relationship. Haven't we been defining relationship for the like year and a half we've been podcasting? The only people I, true, the only people we, we should just change the name to being about relationships, not anything about nothing, anything about relationships, honestly, at this point. <laughs> I am not a relationship expert. <laughs> Y'all, listen, I dated someone in seventh grade. I feel like that doesn't really count. Uh, and broke up with her over text, pretty sure. Not the way to do it. And then, That's shitty. And then I dated someone in I don't remember what grade. Sorry about it. <laughs> For like maybe a week. Probably less. This person still has the diary entries about it and sends them to me sometimes. Um, and I broke up with that person over text as well. Um, and so I don't really feel like that counts. Um, but this person still has the diary entries of the exact text conversation that was sent when we broke up so that's great so i can't lie about it and um and then i started dating chris many years later i mean i wasn't talking about how many like you've had i know but like don't you have to be dating someone to break up with them i don't i mean but i don't think dating someone is synonymous with calling them your boyfriend or girlfriend what do you mean I can date someone and go on dates with them and enjoy oh. them and not. Yeah, but I don't, I, and I didn't really do that. Okay. So um, maybe you have no input on this episode and it will just be the Michelle show today. Well, clearly I have input on my regrets <laughs> of breaking up with people via text, but that's <laughs> a, a younger me. <laughs> I, so I am married. And in my case, if I were to break up with my partner, 
uh, we would most likely get a divorce. And I always make jokes about divorce and divorcing him. And um, the thing is, they're not actually jokes sometimes. Sometimes I really am thinking about divorcing him. Really? And people get really upset about that. (laughs) That's what I've noticed. Why? Like they get upset at you making the joke or that you are potentially thinking about divorcing? I think like the thought of making light of divorce is very upsetting to a lot of people because they hold marriage so high. That's interesting. And I often think, what is the difference between breaking up with a, you know, middle school boyfriend and breaking up with my husband? I mean, obviously there's a little bit deeper of a connection that we've built, I would assume, because I'm married to him because I thought I would spend the rest of my life with him, or maybe it's just for insurance purposes, whatever. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. I'm not here to judge. I really don't care. Um, I'll come to your wedding and I will come to your divorce party and then I'll go to your second wedding. I don't care. (laughs) But I, I just don't really understand because both of them are just splitting from someone deciding that you are incompatible with that person. And I think, I think part of it is marriage involves like this religious value and obviously involves the government, which is bizarre to me. Um, but I think marriage is just held into like such as greater esteem. And I'm kind of wondering if like, maybe that will change someday. Isn't um, marriage supposed to be like some sort of covenant with God between the the couple yes. and God? Yes. So it's all these Christy people out here who are upset about the divorcing situation. I don't even think it's just that. Interesting. Um, Do you think people are upset about like... Do you think that they're upset about the idea of divorce necessarily for themselves and the value that it has in culture? Or do you think they, they like get upset and uncomfortable because they're scared for you, which they shouldn't be, but you know what I mean? I have absolutely no idea, but let me tell you when Jonathan does something that pisses me off, the first thing I say nine times out of 10 is I'm getting a divorce and (laughs) threatening not even it's just a statement. It's not right. even a threat. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying that the statement is threatening, not that you are doing it as a threat. Um, but my mom was taken aback <laughs> the first time she heard me say that. And she gets mad at me. She's like, Michelle, don't say that. Stop. That's not funny. Don't say that. And I always am just like, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just me expressing how I feel about him in this moment. Um, But maybe one day I will actually divorce him. Do you think that part of why you joke about it, because I feel like I have this in certain situations, um, uh, is because it like makes light of it. It makes conversation easier to happen because you're using the word and like joking about it. Like it makes it like a lighter feeling to have rather than internalize it. Um, I don't think that's why I joke about it. I think I just use it as a phrase, Mm -hmm. um, I guess is the best way to say it, because I'm not worried about getting divorced. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's kind of like, 
I'm not worried about saying it because I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's actually going to happen. But if it does happen, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a thing that happens in life. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I haven't had to to use that I'm getting a divorce thing, right? <laughs> um, Chris and I sometimes will joke with like the, like with like a breakup, right? Right. Right. Which is like a similar principle, but like what I was like trying to like draw a comparison to is. I do the controversial phrase and I'm known to do so. I do Uh-oh. so a little bit less of like the, like I'm going to kill myself or I want to die, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And when confronted about it, they're like, that's like really insensitive to people who are like suicidal or dealing with depression. I'm like, but like, what if I'm dealing with that or like actually having those thoughts and like being able to like make a joke and say that is like a way of me to like be funny and address the elephant in the room while like allowing myself to have some sort of release. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's how I had like always used that. And, and so I would always get upset when people were like, that's really insensitive. And I'm like, actually, I'm just trying to save myself from falling apart. So, (laughs) so I didn't know if maybe you could relate with this divorce thing. I used to say, um, used to threaten breaking up with guys all the time. And I did break up with them, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's inevitable, I guess. I just feel like for these things, I mean, like these taboo things that we're not supposed to say or talk about, it's just so bizarre to me. And I really have a hard time understanding why divorce is so much more an inconceivable thing than just breaking up with someone. Cause I mean, there are couples who have been together longer than me and mine. Mm -hmm. And if they were to break up because they're not, because they're not married, it's not this legal thing or whatever. It would, it'd be sad probably, but it wouldn't be this huge debacle, but for Jonathan and I, we're married. And so I feel like it would be all this drama if we got divorced because we're married, even though maybe we haven't been together as long as other couples. I mean, if you think about it, we've only been married um, like a year and a half. Uh, oh, almost two years, sorry. Uh, almost two years. <laughs> so, um, I mean, think about couples that you know that are broken up I'm sure some of them have been together longer than two years and it's just kind of weird. Well, and I think about, um, like you're right. It's like so much drama and everyone's so invested in, and like, like maybe less so with the breakup of like a non-married couple, but it's like the minute you hear, like I had some friends in high school who got married, like they were high school High school sweethearts, going back to our last episode. Oh, Lord. Um, or two episodes ago. I don't even remember. Um, they were like, they dated in high school and then like years later got married and then got a divorce. And then it was like, everyone wanted to try to fit, like know what the scandal was or like what happened. I was like, that's not your business. Also, I why mean, is it a big deal? Right. Yes and no. I mean, why are... People, I mean, how many young people get married and then get divorced? 
And I feel like they're shamed because they made a mistake and they got married at such a young age and people are judging them for getting married and people are judging them for getting divorced and they can't win. And there's just a lot of issues there. And I just, I have a hard time understanding because if you got divorced, just be like, yo, single, ready to flamingo, like don't make it weird. And People stop judging people. <laughs> and then people breaking up with someone. People get judged and 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 they don't win when they want to live with their partner before they get married because that's apparently an issue. And then it's like, but then if you get married before you live with them and you don't actually know what it's like to live with that person, and then it's like, well, now we have to get a divorce because this isn't going to work out. Then you could have learned before you got married and saved yourself the trouble. I know. I think. I mean, obviously without saying or getting into it, I should say, without getting into it too deeply. I know a lot of this comes from a religious point of view, a religious standpoint, a religious doctrine that's been pushed into us because, you know, church and state are not really separate. Um, And like I said, that's a whole thing. We can obviously get into that in another episode if anyone's Mm -hmm. interested. But I... I just, it's so hard for me to comprehend all the judgment that surrounds. Because seriously, what is different between me breaking up with a boyfriend and me breaking up with my husband? What's the difference? The legal aspect, the money. Um, What money? (laughs) Don't y'all have joint accounts? I mean, we had them before we were married, though. Oh. oh, I didn't know that. Oh, did we? Did we not? Hell, I can't remember, but that's normal too. But also a lot of married couples that I know don't ever get joint accounts. It's right. the other thing. Because I see y'all, Ven- well, not anymore, but I saw y'all Venmoing each other. That's <laughs> weird. Stop Venmoing your husband. Nickel and diming. That is weird. Stop it. <laughs> At least make it private because I will judge you for that shit. Michelle is coming for us. If you feel attacked, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make all of my Venmo transactions a private. Do you, you don't even use Venmo anymore, do you? No, I don't know. My account's like locked. I can't do anything. I can't delete no, we're it. Safe I can't... For now. We're safe for now. She can't see us. No, I can see it, but I can't do anything. I can't send oh. money or receive money and I can't delete my account. Oh, so it's just another social media for you. Yeah, but I rarely get on it. Usually it's like I need Jonathan to Venmo someone and then I'll have to like look up their oh, Venmo for him. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but what's the difference? <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. I was thinking as I look at your beautiful house, like do you think – I don't understand like the – I don't understand why people get so upset with – and uncomfortable with the idea of divorce other than like this isn't even something for them to care about or get upset about but it'd be something for you to care about or get upset about is like shared assets and who gets oh. what and how you negotiate that but or, how is that different from a regular breakup i mean seriously like if you and don't... jonathan were i feel like it would be a big deal similar to if you were married if you and jonathan were not married and living in this house I mean, you broke up. You know what I mean? Because, like, when I broke up with one of my boyfriends, we had went fifty fifty for a TV. No one was worried about that. That's true. 
Do you think um, part of it may be because a divorce seems so much more final than a breakup? Because, you know, many couples break up and then get back together. But I don't know many who get divorced and get back together. I know a lot that get divorced and they get back married. Really? Uh, no, to yeah. each other. To each other. Yes. Oh, really? I've never known anyone to do that. I mean, I think a lot of the time that, like, has – there's a lot of underlying things. But why is that more shocking? Because you just said people break up and get back together. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money to get divorced and then remarry that same person. That's what I'm saying. But I think a lot of that's just because legality gets involved and, you know, people want their money there. I think sometimes people just need to step away for some clarity. Yeah. Separate. Right. So, so we pose the question, what is so different between yeah. breaking up and getting divorced? What do you feel the difference? You don't feel there is a difference. No. No. And But also, I... I mean, I don't think my marriage has anything to do with my religious core or values. Right. I mean, other than I am with someone that has that same core of values. Um, I also think it's... I mean, obviously, it'd be a huge pain if we did. Um, And I like his salary so that would be also a huge pain and i would probably want alimony so i could continue to live my glamorous lifestyle which i'm kidding if anyone (laughs) doesn't realize um i was once called a gold digger really yes by whom by an ex-boyfriend's mother really Mm mm-hmm that's because he had a trust fund. Oh, and I think he spent it all. Reason. Yeah, I think he spent it all before he even got out of school. So I don't really know how that was relevant to me. Um, but yeah, I was once called a gold digger, so that's pretty exciting. So yeah. I always joke with Jonathan that I um, am a gold digger. Just here for his money, right? And paying off his student loans, so it's not going well. True. Well, yeah, you do handle the finances. <laughs> I know. I made a joke one day. I was like, I don't think he'd even notice if I was slipping away some cash for myself to make this great escape. And <laughs> he said, no, I would have no idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all, this is the way to have safety and security in your relationship. <laughs> exactly. Steal the money. Um, okay. So anyways, tell me about your worst breakup. I'm over talking about divorce. <laughs> My worst one is this one that keeps coming back to haunt me with this diary entry. And I see exactly what I said. <laughs> what did you say? Um, a synopsis, if you will. A synopsis. So basically in this scenario, and if this person listens to this episode, I'm going to probably butcher the story. And she doesn't agree with me in the way that it happened. So basically, okay. I'm the type of person who, like, I guess is attracted to, like, what I can't have, maybe. Mm. And she was dating someone else. And I was like, actually, I think I like you. And that was, like, oh, a big cruel. deal. This is scandal. This is a scandal for junior high, right? Because I also knew that she liked me, right? 
So then she inevitably broke up with this person. But apparently in previous conversations, when she knew that I liked her back, I had said like things that, that like I would say, this is me doing in finger quotes, when we date, such and such would happen, right? I do not remember ever using that language. But here comes a day when, when she is a single woman and is texting me and it's like, so you said in these quotes, when we date, does that mean that you want to date? And I felt oh cornered into this <laughs> hole. <laughs> cornered into a hole that has no corners. I felt cornered where I had to say yes. And I, w- I remember this evening quite well texting her and i said yeah sure and then i guess how old were you listen i was seventh or eighth grade i would have to fact check that an infant an infant and then it proceeded to be very very uncomfortable i was not comfortable dating her and i realized that i didn't actually like her the way that i thought i did and then i texted her and probably said something um like uh I'm about to like FaceTime her and be like, I need you to get the diary out right now so I can read <laughs> verbatim for the crowd. For the I crowd. I don't think I want to put myself on blast like that because it was quite horrifying. Were um, you just mean or cold or what? It was like cold, but like, and, and kind of dismissive of the fact that like I ever really liked her and ever really wanted to be in the relationship. And then I felt like I was forced into it. I feel like that's how that happened. Mm. And, but it was still done in a way that allowed us to continue to be friends because we've never stopped being friends. And things, mm. things were never really weird because things in our relationship, in quotes, that wasn't really a relationship, never really got serious. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. So it, it wasn't really like, I'm, I'm sure her feelings were hurt. Yeah. Um, but like, she got over it. Right. And now I'm going to officiate her wedding, so... So now anyone listening to this, you'll know. (laughs) You'll know. (laughs) That's fabulous. I honestly can't remember. I don't think I can remember any of my breakups or breakup stories like that distinctively. In detail? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, well, here's the thing. I I thought it was funny that you said this, but I was kind of like you. I always wanted what I couldn't have or what I wasn't supposed to have or, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. So also I, um, I felt like I was always, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. Um, I feel like I was always kind of the main character, like with all my friends, I was friends with someone that was quieter than me. So I was louder more vibrant. And then people liked me or I was with the mean girl and I was nicer nice. and sweeter <laughs> and, Therefore, people liked me. So I felt like I was always kind of that person that um, got the guys that my friends were interested in. Not because, I mean, I I would try not to go after those people. Um, But it kind of made it hard for me to date because, you know, I think when you're younger, anytime someone pays any attention to you, you are having some sort of problems with your value and self-worth and you just like attention. Mm -hmm. And we're not really taught that it's okay to like attention, but that doesn't mean that you have to like fall in love with that person and be with that person and all these things that 
I feel like are kind of instilled in us like, oh, so he likes you. So you're dating. No. Oh, so you're going to get married now. Got it. Right. It's so weird. Why can't you just be like, oh, he's giving you attention. Like milk it, girl. No. Listen, when I raise my kids is over for y'all because they're about to be out here. (laughs) That was like the one thing that was difficult with for me with dating is like I, I couldn't. This is what I always told people before I was ready to fully embrace who I am. Uh, because I was a confused little child. And while I do identify as bisexual, I um, I just like wasn't ready to date because I like didn't really know what I wanted. Um, right. But because of heteronormativity, I always had to explain why I wasn't dating all these friends that I had that were like my best friends, but were girls. And I would say that it didn't, like I didn't understand the concept of dating without the intent of something like long-term. Like I didn't understand... Right. That's just like not how I was taught. That's not how I feel like my parents really did it, even though they like did casually date. Right. right? I just didn't understand the concept of casual dating. Dating and, is like shopping. Right. And so I, I was like, I have all of these great women around me and I'm not dating them, but I know what I like in all of them and what I don't like. Mm-hmm. So why ruin a friendship by trying to like date that person? only to then break up with them and then probably not be friends with them because right. that's the history that was happening with all my other friends. Right. So, I get that. I get that's that. That's where we were at. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to, we're just going to get really close with people and learn about them and uh, not date them. Cause you know what? It's kind of dumb at this age anyway. Yeah. I will say I, I wish I wouldn't have dated all the people I did when I was younger. Cause I wish I dated more in college and I didn't me date. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of weird to me. Um, but yeah, I totally wish I would have dated more in college, mostly to get free meals. That yeah. would have been supreme. Um, definitely didn't take advantage of that because I was so screwed up from my horrible relationship. Um, so I was kind of scared of guys and what they would do to me, but, um, but I think maybe one of my best breakup type relationship stories. So I was fresh off a breakup, just looking for attention. Anyone that would pay attention to me, anyone take me out on dates and pretty much anyone to regain some sense of self self-worth. Um, and so there was a guy that I worked with and I, but I think he was like on Tinder or something. I can't remember. And so once he realized I was single because people from college, I had, I had been in a relationship, you know, all of, not all of high school, but half a high school and then through college. So they didn't know me as ever being single. So I got my ass on Tinder. So everyone that seen me knew I was ready to mingle. (laughs) So I had some people from work and this one guy uh, from work was on there and he, I didn't really talk with him much or, and I didn't, I wasn't really attracted to him or anything, but we like matched on Tinder and then we were texting and I was like, uh, I'm not sure about this guy, but we kind of dated a little bit. And I remember thinking he's a really sweet guy, but he's just kind of rough around the edges. And so we went to a party 
and it was hosted at my friend's apartment and she was doing like beer Olympics. So we got assigned to a team and everything. Cause it was just me and him and I don't drink. So I, I went I this. and I had no there intentions of drinking. And, <laughs> um, so this guy, he was older than me. Also my friend whose party this was, she was underage. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. So she's, that much younger she's like 20 and this guy is 20 23 maybe maybe 23 or 24 i can't remember but he was a little older i was 21 maybe i wasn't 21 maybe that's why i wasn't drinking maybe i was actually now i'm thinking about this so she definitely was not 20 she would have been like 19 (laughs) and she was hosting yeah and she was hosting I would like to add that if Michelle is not drinking, let me tell you, she is good at hyping you up and getting you to drink, though. Oh, yeah. That was always my yeah, position. That's your thing. Yeah. So good. Anyways, I was not encouraging this man to drink. He was on a team. It was me. I was not drinking. And then two other girls that were, I think, my age or younger. So obviously, we don't have that much drinking skills. And anyways, Das Boot, there was a lot of <laughs> beer involved. And he literally threw up at the party, like on himself and like in front of everyone, leaned over into the sink and threw up. And it was the most uncomfortable, embarrassing thing I've ever experienced because all these kids are around us. And there's very few people that are like his age and no one threw up. And we had just got there. So someone was like, oh, the bathroom's over there. So he went and cleaned up and... I was so embarrassed. I was like, we're, we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and did he and leave? I, I don't think so. I think he wanted to keep going, but I was just too mortified. It was, this was during a snowstorm. So when we got there, there was no snow. And when we left, the snow was like halfway up my calf. Good Lord. And I had to drive home in that which I think was part of the reason why I wasn't drinking because I was not spending the night at this girl's house. And um, I was getting the fuck home that night. And so we get in the car and we're driving and they have not plowed streets. The snow is so high. Like this is insanity. There's the roads are so slippery and I could tell he was embarrassed and he was like, Oh, do you want to come over? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And he said, do you want me to come over to your place? And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) And we're driving home and we get to like this major stop and I have to turn left across the street and the roads are horrible. And so I start to go and the car's not moving. And then I push on the gas a little bit more and, um, and then I'm turning and it hits ice underneath the snow and my, I fishtail a little bit. It's the best way to describe it. And this boy says to me, you drive like your kind Oh, no. And so I didn't know if he meant a woman or an Asian person. But either way, it was so offensive. I did not say a word to him the whole ride home. And I just part, I just like stopped my car and unlocked it and stared at him. And he was like, really? You're not going to talk to me? And he just kept like going at me. And I was like, get the fuck out of my car. Get out of my car. Did you <laughs> actually yell at him? Yeah, I was like, get out. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And, and it was, was just very awkward. 
How was, wait, were you like actually working with him at this time? Like, did you have to go back and see him in the office? I, I don't remember him working. No, he, no, he was not working there anymore. Um, he, I don't know if he was graduated or not, but he at this point had taken another job and was working off campus. Um, at like a, not a real job, but like something that paid more. He was working at like a paper press or something. Oh, so you didn't have to see him again. So I didn't have to see him, but I was prepared to see him and like throw hands. But I remember him texting me and being like, what were you so mad about? And I just blew him the fuck off. Cause I was like, you are disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I wasn't really attracted to him in the first place, but his personality was kind of winning me over and my attraction was growing. But like that just threw me and I was just so horrified <laughs> that I ever allowed my attention to be like put towards a person that would like ever say that to me, especially when he threw up at <laughs> a party that was like all underage people could hold their alcohol better than him. It yeah. was just weird. I mean, not that we should brag about holding alcohol, but the whole event was just thoroughly embarrassing for him and I, and I hope he is doing well. I wish him the best. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I don't think he wasn't really a social media person, but I hope I know that some people are still friends with the boyfriend from the other breakup story that might listen to this. So if this gets back to you, (laughs) Jacob, (laughs) (laughs) you're naming the names. Well, no one knows. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't know, you don't know. Right. Because, <laughs> like, my high school, everyone knew who everyone dated. So it's oh. not like I can hide it. <laughs> That's true. Although, I don't know if people from my high school knew that I was pretty much in love with his best friend. So, surprise. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Which is kind of funny because I, like, pretty much swore off of... um white boys after that whole phase and then I married one and that's <laughs> one of the most horrific things that I think I could have done is marry a white boy yes well <laughs> awkward that's why we have divorce right <laughs> so but- let us know about your worst uh breakup story because I think breakups are hilarious Yes. And then let us know what you think is the difference between breaking up and getting a divorce because... Or if you think there is a difference. Right, 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 right. Other than religion and legal things. Yes. We've already covered that. Something new, something fresh. If you have something fresh to bring to the table, let us know. Let us know. You can be a guest on our next divorce podcast. Oh my gosh. No. Let us know and we can try to hook you up to be a guest on a podcast where we talk about breakups because if you have some hilarious breakup stories, I would literally love to hear them. Or if you have a good breakup story, voice memo me or whatever. And we, I can put it in the oh pod. It'll just be um, a, a monologue, <laughs> a, a, a series of monologues. It's, yes. not the, it's not the vagina monologues. It's the breakup monologues actually. Right. Except it'll have us like, you know, when you like pay to get the fancy version of a movie and then they have like the commentary. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be this. Okay. Okay. So we'll talk over it and then we'll interact about it afterwards. Right. Or, exactly. Well, we can like pause it. We can pause it. That's okay. Well, anyways, tell us about your breakup things um, and 
if you want to hear more about our breakup stories, um, keep tuning in to find out when I decide to pull the trigger and divorce Jonathan. And until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Anything About Nothing. And we'll catch you in the next one. Make it special.